Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Good morning. Uh, Some of you may have seen some version of a series of photographs under the heading you had one job. The photos are of various job or signage blunders. A bin of bananas is labeled long yellow things. A neon sign has open spelled O-E-P-N and another a stop sign spelled S-O-P-P. A package of spoons is labeled forks. A red British phone booth has the phone on the outside of the booth. Ferrets in a pet store are labeled bunnies for $45. A large Pepsi sign marks a stack of cases of Coca-Cola. A tropic of Tropicana juice says juicy bacon. A photo of a cheeseburger has the cheese on top of the bun and dripping off the side. A children's counting book has a drawing of six bananas for the number five. And just in the last week, a business sign requests that masks be worn due to carnivores. Will this pandemic of carnivores never end? You had one job. This morning's readings remind us of the same. We hear, we can hear our Lord telling us, you had or have one job. But in our case, it's two jobs rather than one that we've been given. These two jobs can be summed up by the two great commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. In the epistle to the Ephesians, St. Paul says a prayer on our behalf, that we might have the power to comprehend what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, so that we may be filled with all the fullness of God. The commandment to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, and mind is rooted in the love that God has for us. We love God because God first loved us. There's a summary of this in 1 John. God is love, and those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. We love because he first loved us. Those who say, I love God, and hate our brothers or sisters are liars. 
For those who do not love a brother or a sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. The commandment that we have from him is this. Those who love God must love their brothers and their sisters also. How do we comprehend the breadth and the length and the height and the depth of the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge? One aid to comprehension is that when we celebrate the Holy Eucharist, we remember how God demonstrated that unfathomable love by the gift of his only begotten Son. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. He took the cup of wine. He gave thanks and gave it to his disciples. Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. This is my, the, my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. We may comprehend the depth of God's love by the simple act of being fed. And for the next several weeks, our re gospel readings will have some mention of bread in them. This morning, we are reminded of the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 with five barley loaves of bread and two fish. Next week, Jesus tells his disciples that he is the bread of life and that whoever comes to him will not hunger. The following week, we will hear Jesus reiterate that he is the bread of life, the living bread that came down from heaven. And the week after that, we will hear Jesus say that those who eat this bread will live forever. Four weeks of being reminded that we see the love and presence of God in this simple act of taking and breaking and receiving bread. The miracle of the five loaves and two fish represent not only the love and care that God has for each of us, but also the importance of sharing bread as a way of demonstrating both trust in God and love and care for one another. Love God and your neighbor as yourself. St. Paul concludes his prayer for the Ephesians by saying, Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish far more than we can ask or imagine. The disciples could not imagine that Jesus could feed a crowd of 5,000 with a meager five loaves of bread and two fish. Jesus had looked at the gathered crowd and asked Philip, where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? To which Philip responded, six months wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to have just a little. Philip could not imagine the abundance that Jesus was able to accomplish with so little food. Not only did the crowd eat their fill, but there were 12 baskets of leftovers. The feeding of the 5,000 is the only miracle that is recorded in each of the four Gospels. And in fact, there are six versions of the miracle in the Gospels. It's the feeding of the multitudes. And in those six versions, we'll remember that, that they vary. Sometimes we're feeding 3,000, sometimes 5,000. But in each of the instances, instances, it's a miracle of feeding multitudes with very little bread. 
So it's the feeding of the, the multitudes and also the resurrection of our Lord from the dead. They're the only two events that are recounted in each of the four Gospels. This speaks to their centrality and to their importance. How do we comprehend the breadth and the length and the height and the depth of the love of Christ? We comprehend it in the knowledge that God does not leave us hungry in the wilderness, in the same way that he fed the children of Israel manna during their wilderness wanderings. God feeds us, and even more abundantly than we could ever ask or imagine. We comprehend the depth of the love of Christ in the fact that he gave himself for us. He was crucified and raised from the dead. Take, eat, do this in remembrance. Yes, the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 is certainly a foreshadowing and symbol of the Eucharist. But on the most basic level, it reminds us that Jesus met the need of physical hunger with generosity and compassion. In one account of the miracle, the disciples tell Jesus to send the crowd away to go find some food for themselves. But Jesus responds by saying, you feed them. You feed them. We know that we are loved because God has fed us. And we are commanded to love one another in the same way. This is one of our two jobs. In the 5th century, Cyril of Alexandria said, Initially the disciples were reluctant to feed the hungry, but seeing the Savior gave to them an abundance from the fragments. This teaches us well, that we, expending a little for the glory of God, shall receive even greater, richer grace. Therefore, we must not be slothful regarding the communion of love towards our brothers and our sisters, but rather put away from us as far as possible the cowardice and the fear that lead to inhospitality. Thus, we might be confirmed in hope through steadfast faith in the power of God to multiply small acts of goodness. We have two jobs. Love God and love our neighbors. But sometimes we are better at blundering than we are at loving, either God or our neighbors. One way of loving our neighbors is simply by feeding them. And we ask the same question the disciples asked. How can we feed so many with so little? One of our nation's most urgent problems is that of hunger. Prior to the pandemic, the number of food insecure households was actually dropping a bit. But in the past year, some 13.9 million children lived in a household that was um, characterized by child food insecurity. In America, it's not the case that there is actually so little food. The problem has to do with the cost and the availability of food for people in certain communities. We also have an enormous problem with the amount of food that goes to waste. Landfills are heaped with fresh produce that's thrown away either because it doesn't look right or it's past a rather arbitrary use-by date. And I know that I am guilty of doing just that. I look at those dates and I often buy too much. 
Pope Francis said, the problem with feeding the world's hungry population lies with our political lack of will, our economic systems biased in favor of the affluent, our militarism, and our tendency to blame the victims of social tragedies such as famine. The planet currently has enough food for all, but it seems that there's a lack of willingness to share it with everyone. He said we ought to ask that there be a table for all and that the table be set for all. We must do what we can so that everyone has something to eat. The Pope also alluded to Matthew 25. When you saw me naked, you clothed me. When you saw me hungry, you fed me. When you saw me thirsty, you gave me something to drink. And he also addressed the importance of caring for the environment so that we can continue to do the necessary food. Jesus miraculously fed 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. Not only was everyone fed, but there were baskets of leftovers. We can show the love of God by feeding our neighbors. We need not be miracle workers. All that's required of us are generous hearts, hearts that have been overwhelmed by the immensity of God's love for us. In 1998, five parishioners of St. John Newman Roman Catholic Church here in Westlake answered God's call to love their neighbors by feeding them, by loading food into the back of a minivan and distributing it to homeless men and women living on the streets. We know, of course, that what I'm referring to is noble loaves and fishes. Those five parishioners have since expanded to more than 19,000 volunteers who have served over 5 million meals to the homeless. And now, in addition to feeding the hungry, Noble Loaves and Fishes has provided housing and community and dignified work to formerly homeless men and women who are now living in the Community First Village. The people of St. Michael's have such generous hearts. This is a wonderfully generous and loving community of faith. Yours are hearts that know and love God. And in the midst of the pandemic, you have continued to find ways to be faithful to our two jobs, love of God and love of neighbor. And even when we might be frustrated by limitations imposed on us by COVID, May we nevertheless continue to know and to trust that God is able to accomplish infinitely more than all that we can ask or imagine. Amen. <laughs>